Defenders, uh, another episode. I think this is 24, but we are back. We are back in action. Took a week hiatus, but as always, your hosts are back. The hostists with the mostists. Chance Watson, what's going on? Oh, hey guys. We uh, we were just down uh, get, getting our legs back in the in the musty mites. Both of us had to go down, so... Uh, we're back up now. We're feeling we're feeling good. We we're feeling real good. Uh, Memorial Day weekend did us real dirty. So yeah, I was just polishing polishing my golf game. Oh yeah. So playoffs. Yeah, my team was eliminated a long time ago, and the golf game's looking uh, equally shitty. <laughs> so that's good. That's <laughs> none of those hockey skills transfer over. You would think so. You would think. You know. You would you would think that my drive would just be absolute roper but um it shanks into the fucking stands every time (laughs) (laughs) but yes we are back i i personally decided that it would be a good idea to drive 15 hours to southern idaho spend a little bit of time working on the golf game and then uh driving back down here to phoenix another 15 hours you've been on the road a lot uh yeah yep that is that is correct. I don't, man, that's a long way to drive. I don't know if I could do that. It was surprisingly okay. Okay, okay. You break it up, break it up in half, though. I, there's no way I could do 15 in a day. So no, that makes sense. That's the way to do that. But yeah, um, things are good though. Things are going good. I, I think both of us are actually wearing our new favorite attire. Oh my god, we are. They came out so well. Just for for they those. Did. We'll throw some photos up later on so you can see, but we got our first small batch shipment of the Dusty Bender hats, and they, these are pretty sick hats. I mean, yeah, we're probably biased a little bit, but come on, like, God, these look good. Oh, the gray mesh. Gray mesh looks good. Gray mesh looks good. Uh, Good old trucker hat. Yeah. I mean, can you go wrong with the trucker hat? You can't. Right? You know. You really can't. Um, Yeah, they do look good. They fit well. Um, Yeah. We're gonna be. Yeah, I'm. I'm pleasantly surprised. So we've got a. We've got a few. We've got a few close people that uh, that will be our, our top fans, our loyal fans from the beginning. They'll be getting uh, early access to the hats. But uh, as of right now, uh, we're taking orders. Uh, if you guys want a hat, just message us on Facebook. Let us know. Um, we're in the pro. We'll we'll order them up and we'll get them going. Uh, you can check out what they're gonna look like uh, on our Facebook. We'll we'll throw up some. We'll throw up some shots on there. And uh, go for it. We also have some. We also have some stickers in the works. It's not a question of if; it's a question of when. They're just. Uh, we're just waiting for them to come back from the shop. And uh, I, I would probably say that t-shirts would probably be right around the corner after that, eh? I would hope so. Mm-hmm. And I, I also would like to go on record and say I think it's funny that the hats beat the stickers out. We've been talking about stickers since the day. <laughs> 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 Still can't get them fucking things. Out. You know, it's that th- th- I think I think because of uh, I mean I don't follow any national news, but I'm gonna assume that because of the national tariffs that they can't they can't get the sticker yeah. they can't get the sticker glue. You know, like yeah, like en- I, like envelope glue. There's a national shortage, so uh, I think isn't that from like horse bones or something. <laughs> <laughs> don't we have horses here? I, I think so. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> You know, we don't need tariffs to block our sticker sales. Got to. <laughs> uh, I don't know what glue is made from. I've never no idea. Watched that episode on National Geographic. I think there's a glue tree. Something, something like 
that. Something yeah. along those lines. Any any case. Um, um, yeah, the hats look good. Um, shout out, couple shout outs. Yes. First one, uh, the logo itself. We've said it a couple times before, but our logo is made by uh, Alina, and she you can actually go see her on Instagram, see all of her different designs at A-L-E-N-A, Alina Lee designs um and if you can't figure out how to spell all that shit uh dusty bender podcast on instagram is gonna have her following we i think we follow her as well uh so it's a good spot to go get her but the hats are from who as well uh yeah so the actual hats and like the work was done was from uh idaho mining apparel in osborne idaho they uh they do some good work they've got lots of products and uh, boy, I mean, it was a quick turnaround. Price was good. Uh, couldn't couldn't be happier with with the work that they did. They mined the mesh. Yes. Um, all of the threading, they mined that somehow. That is that this the meshing on this hat is one hundred percent Idaho mined. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Right, right mine. out of right next door. Right out of the mesh mines of Osborne. Mm. Of Osborne. Of Osborne. If you don't believe us, Google it. Google it. There, there's just it's you never, never heard of the Great Mesh Depression. <laughs> the I was gonna say Mesh Ration. <laughs> that doesn't really work. Uh, the Great Mesh Ration. <laughs> um, yeah, two two great people that are working with us. Um, yeah, that's that's all of our our fun. Obviously. Still liking and sharing Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, trying to get on there, trying to get on there as much as we can. Like I said last week, we were kind of we we're kind of down last week, uh, but we're following along with the playoffs. Anytime we we see some news or something, we try to throw it up on there to let you guys know what's going on. Uh, we appreciate the follows and likes and, uh, and 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 people listening to us. Obviously, I mean, Christ, we this started started with us just having a little bit of fun, and now we've got people asking us for hats and you know taking orders and christ it's it's christ i don't even know what to fucking call it i think the word is fun it is fun that is definitely fun it's it's fun for us to do and christ on sale if you guys are having fun listening to us then more power to you yep and you know who else is having fun who NHL Seattle. Ooh. Let's jump into it. Let's fucking do it right now. We've got, we have got, we skipped a little bit uh, in our last episode. We, we know we took a week off, but we skipped a little bit on NHL Seattle because there was just so much playoff stuff to get to. Um, we're going to dive right into it right now. So let's go with the, the biggest news first. Uh, we've hit on it before, but it's official. Affir- uh, confirmed by, uh, confirmed by Lewicki. Is that, is that how we, is that how we say his name? Lewiecki? Lewiecki? The the owner. The the owner of the fucking Seattle team. Um, the the uh, the location for NHL Seattle's AHL affiliate has officially been narrowed down to Palm Springs, California and Boise, Idaho. Huge. I, Absolutely huge news. Uh, so, uh, Todd Lewiecki, Lewiecki, whatever, how we say his name, uh, in a radio interview with KJRAM, he says, quote, it's a really big deal, and we want to create the perfect environment for our hockey staff to, uh, to develop players. We're still doing an analysis on the two markets, but I will acknowledge those are the two markets. So oh, we, got a, so we got a 50-50 shot of the NHL Seattle's AHL affiliate playing right here in Idaho. 
That is pretty sweet. And to be completely honest with you and not to be a complete homer, uh, I think it needs to go to Idaho. Because, uh, I mean, okay, let me, let, me, let me plead my case even a little bit more, okay? Okay, okay. Palm Springs, just pulled it up on, on Wikipedia. I'm showing a population of 48,000 people, okay? That's, that's not terribly small, but that's not overly large. Really? Palm right? Springs? Palm Springs. Well, maybe I need to go deeper into this thing. Palm Springs, California has, yeah, 48,142 as of 2017. So maybe it's a little <clears throat> larger than that, but that's not a ton of people. I mean, that's not to say that every single person in that city would just love hockey, you know what I mean? But Sure. Um... I mean, didn't we already look at this though? Is there even is there an ECHL team or something like that there? I don't or know. Are they building I, this sucker from scratch? Yeah, let me let me take a look here. We've got sports. They're talking about um, Wikipedia pages and talking about their shit. Uh, climate, demographics, notable businesses, arts, public arts, sports. Baseball, they've got the Palm Springs Power, a semi-pro collegiate league baseball team. Uh, Tennis, golf, soccer, but Hmm. nothing. Yeah, I'm only seeing like youth hockey and stuff. Yeah, nothing, nothing Uh, big. So this would be their this would be their first hockey thing. Um, I did read in that article that initial article that they're not they don't have an arena like ready. yeah, a twelve thousand seat arena is in the planning stages and could be open by twenty twenty one. So it's possible, but see, that's another point for Boise. They're already ready to go with CenturyLink. Exactly. Yep. Or whatever it's and called. I think. And, and my other point with that was their population is up. I mean, it's in the hundreds of thousands. Yep. You know, so even even if they, you know, even if the Steelheads are only getting five thousand, you know, right now. Sure. Uh, you know, what's to say that, you know, 200,000 extra people in that town are going to go, oh, shit, you know, we got a we got a pretty professional team here. Oh, they know? could do it. I, hell, the Spokane Chiefs, a WHL team close to the area, you know, Tri-Cities, Seattle, uh, Thunderbirds, the Everett Silvertips, they all draw in between, you know, around 10,000 on a, on a good night. So yeah. an AHL team should definitely be able to draw that in. Oh, yeah. And I think I think that would be the boist with the, the boost that they need. See the boist, right? Yeah, right. I'm already I'm already combining you know putting boost with <laughs> Boise, you know? right? So that's an emphasis on the fact that it's Boise. If you call it Boise, they will absolutely murder you down there. Oh. or at least like majority of your family. Well, I mean, some of them. Let's let's be real here. If they went to Boise State, they probably don't understand English very well. So. That's accurate. That's, um, yeah, they think every the answer to everything is blue and orange. I think is I think so. But they're tough. they'll just call they'll call them the Boise blue and orange is hmm. the Boise blueberries. The blueberries. <laughs> that's what we're hoping. For. That's what that's what they'll be called. Mm-hmm. Ironically, their jerseys are completely orange. Yeah. <laughs> So. But they don't understand. Like they don't understand no, that why? that that is orange. <laughs> like that's blue. It's like no, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe, Those maybe no. The AHL team is good. If if it comes there, it might be able to draw some more like intellectual people to the area to help out that that fledgling 
college. Yeah, that could definitely help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, another another article we were reading was the, uh, you know, what the state itself has already done for youth hockey. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you so want to pull that up. That's a great, perfect segue into that. Yes. Very good. So um, talking. Yeah. So we're talking about Boise and the development and how great it would be to have an AHL team there. Uh, NHL to Seattle, their Twitter account, they tweeted just not too long ago uh, some interesting USA Hockey membership info. Um, USA Hockey kind of reports on uh, what what states increase and decrease on their membership, and that's kind of their measuring stick on how the game is growing in certain states. So not surprisingly, uh, Nevada was the had the largest increase of uh, – USA hockey memberships by like 60 uh, let me 61 percent so mm. that's obvious because of the popularity of you know Vegas Golden Knights uh hockey pro you know youth programs picking up in the area no big deal but um so here I'll just read the tweet uh Nevada added the second most USA hockey players with 982 net new players last year California added the most with 1006 Nevada had the highest percentage increase by far with 62% with a 62% increase. Idaho was a distant second with 10%. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, 10% compared to 60 sounds like shit. No, but, I mean, they had such a... That's pretty good for a state that didn't have... Like, we didn't add an NHL team. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's... I mean, that's unbelievable. That's, That's great work from, you know, rink managers. That's just... That's great... You know, board members of those rinks actually getting together and getting shit done and getting kids on the team. Like that's I mean, that's larger that's than huge. that's larger than every other state except for Nevada. Like uh, other states lost membership. Like um, Illinois lost five point five percent membership. Uh, Idaho blew Washington out of the water. Washington only had a one point eight percent increase. Idaho had ten point three. Like so, the game is mm. the game is growing in the Northwest. And, I mean, yep. if you want to rope Nevada in there, too, even just the West in general. Um, mm-hmm. But the game is growing out here. And NHL Seattle is going to really benefit from that. And I think the fact that I think the fact that NHL, C- NHL 2 Seattle, that's the official, like, you know, expansion page group. Um, I think them recognizing that Idaho has a growing hockey pop, you know, hockey fan base just interested in the game. Uh, that might play into Boise picking that up again, picking that AHL team up. Yeah, I mean it's you know that that's what it's telling me too is that it's showing the NHL to Seattle people even that you know hey this is this is our next door neighbor. I mean this really isn't that far from Seattle, right? I mean a quick quick flight we'd have our AHL guys and you know back and forth and uh, shit. I mean yeah, I, I think you know. We're obviously going to be a little bit of homers trying to put it in the Pacific Northwest a little bit, so putting it in Boise more. Well, um, even looking but, at it from a from a logical standpoint, it makes sense. Like, I mean, the the, the proximity is exactly. closer to Seattle. You've got the infrastructure already built, uh, uh, both literally and figuratively. Like, obviously, yeah. the arena's there, but you've got an ECHL team there that already is very popular in the Boise area and even outside of Boise to an extent. Not necessarily up here in North Idaho, but you know, it's it's people people know of them the steelhead program is very big down south and all you have to do is just seamlessly upgrade them change up the marketing a little bit i don't do you think they even keep the name think they just call them the steelhead still uh that's what the gulls did okay 
So I know you down in California, that's what they did when they got um, transferred over. I mean, you know, they've already built... You might as well. Yeah, they've already got a successful marketing campaign. Why change it? Yeah. Yep. So... I mean, yeah, the only benefit of changing it is monies. Sure. You can you can more, sell more jerseys, you know, sell more product. Sure, um, you know, but that's the same thing with you know saving on flights to and from Seattle to Boise. I mean, if you were to put it in a place, you know, I'm glad they didn't think you know Billings, Montana, was a great place to put it. You know, that's an extra fucking however far. It's not even that far. It's just you know, it's that it's the point, right? Uh huh. Save as much money, you know, especially with that kind of stuff when you already got to travel the East Coast on on half that shit. Gotcha. So. Oh. A little bit, little detail in this. Um, at the end of this story, Idaho Sports Properties owns the Steelheads. Some, but not all, NHL teams own their AHL affiliate teams. The Steelheads are currently, so the Steelheads current, uh, are currently an affiliate of the Dallas Stars, which also uses the Austin, Texas Stars as its AHL team. Mm. I didn't, I didn't know that they were a Dallas Stars affiliate. Yeah, they all end up having like I think all of them have an ECHL affiliate. Yeah, no, I knew that. I just didn't. Right? I didn't know that they were they belonged That's to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. I, I didn't know. That's interesting, but mm-hmm. whatever. I don't think we'll. I don't but, think we're. It, that's too far on the totem pole. I don't think we'll ever see like Jason Spezza in Boise. Well, <laughs> maybe. Uh, didn't Jonathan Quick wasn't he ECHL guy? Some yeah, he did. A lot of a lot of guys had successful EA, ECHL careers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a yep. it's definitely a building 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 block. But anyway, um, so uh, Boise is Boise would be absolutely fantastic. Um, moving on from that, uh, what else do we got here? So going on to actual the big news. Yeah, so going on to actual NHL NHL Seattle news. Uh, the man that was. You know, I guess maybe favored to be the coach of the NHL Seattle team, uh, Dave Tippett. He actually just uh, accepted a coaching job with the Edmonton Oilers here not too long ago. Um, uh, I don't know if that's the smartest career move that that, that man could have made. Uh, in fact, I think maybe that was probably, I, I don't know, they must have offered him an obscene amount of money. Maybe he wanted the opportunity to work with Ken Holland. You know, he's a good GM. But uh, Christ on sale, man! I, it's you. You've you've got one option to like make your own legacy in Seattle. Maybe maybe you didn't want the pressure though, because Vegas set the bar really high for an, a new expansion team in this new era. And maybe Tippett didn't want that that pressure. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Edmonton, like they know they suck. While while they're very angry that they suck, they're like aware of it still. Yeah, I mean, I think about Edmonton from the, uh, you know, from the NHL 19 perspective, yeah. you know. When you're starting in dynasty mode, you usually pick the shittiest team. Right. You know, you go try to build them up because <laughs> the GM's even like, GM's like, well, fuck, you got six years. I don't know. Figure it out, you know. Well, I, th- <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I, obviously there's going to be a little more from, from Ken Holland's perspective. And I'm sure Ken Holland was like, hey, I got... You know, a bunch of hookers in the back room that'll suck you off a little bit or something. Right. I don't know what Ken's running out there. We've got we've got some but, uh, rockets here up in Edmonton. Hey, boys. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, good for him. Go try it. See what happens. Expectations. 
as much as I like to say expectations are low for Edmonton, yeah. he's got Dreisaitl and he's got fucking McDavid already. See, you and know that's... what I mean? So he just needs if he can if he can if Holland can bring a guy in like Carlson, uh, hint hint on that, um, you know that changes that team's whole perspective, right? Well, a goalie and Ken Holland has already been cleaning house up in Edmonton. Uh, yeah, he's gotten rid of a true. lot of scouts, uh, you know, scouting managers and whatnot. Paul Coffey's gone. Um, so, I mean, he's definitely cleaning house, which I think needed to be done. I think everybody would have been pissed at him if he would have said, like, oh, let's wait a year and see what happens. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, or even just, like, that, that behavior of, like, let me sit back and wait a year and, like, watch the failure so I know how to fix the failure. I, I'm, I'm, you know, that because that's not Kenny Holland. Ken Holland. I mean, yeah. as much as, as much as I did not like him at the tail end of his tenure with the Red Wings, I think he signed a lot of bloated contracts that kind of prolonged the ro- the Red Wings rebuild. Um, but that being said, he did build a, a decent team. I mean, I mean, two Stanley Cup, uh, at least one for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. I can't remember if the 2002 team. No, I think that was more Bowman. But um, at least one Stanley Cup winning team for sure. And, you know, he's assembled talent. They've always been a fan of building, you know, developing players to the AHL. And with Edmonton, you've got a great AHL program. You've got, I mean, Kyler Yamamoto's, I mean, he's been hurt, but, you know, he's a great developing player. You've got guys down there that, that could one day theoretically maybe skate. But you're right. Tippett is going to have, it, it's it's this weird catch-22 of like, yeah, we know we suck, but at the same time, you just mentioned it. We've got McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they're not getting any younger, and we need to win with them. Like, once they're gone, then we're then it's really not our window. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's... I, I wouldn't... I personally wouldn't want to be in that situation. I'd rather be on a team where, yes, Vegas had success in the expansion, in the new era, um, you know, and they had... They had plenty of success obviously sure. you know uh but i'd rather i'd rather take over a team like that where you know hey you know we we don't hit the expectations that vegas set the fucking astronomical bar for um you know i guess you know i guess it was just a, a miracle right yep um you know and then at that point it's like okay now we're in rebuild mode right sure um i'd rather be in that situation where Hey, you know, if I get anywhere close to the playoffs my first year, uh, you know, that's fucking awesome. You know, and I think I think people would unfairly hold Seattle to that standard, you know, and so I see that from Tippett, you know, not wanting to be in a place like that. But Yeah, I think... Um, I, I think he's getting bored. Sure. I think he got bored, he's sick of waiting around, and I think he wanted to go fucking coach. Well, and, and Holland was like, here's a bunch of money, dude. Well, he mentioned in a in a press release afterward that, like, you know, he gave the line that his intention was never to become the coach. And they, like, asked him, you know, I, I think his literal yeah. quote was, that, like, they asked me about locker room designs. And I was like, really? That's what they brought you on for? <laughs> like, we don't we don't want you to fucking talk to our players. You sucked in uh, Arizona. But, uh, you know, you, you could design one hell of a locker room, bud. Dude, you could go down to the local beer league and those guys would be like, well, you know... <laughs> All the benches gotta be facing each other. <laughs> what do you, you know, like, what do you say to that? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, there should probably be a beer fridge. You know what I mean? We sh- yeah, we should probably make sure that the there's no glass in front of the benches. That way, the players can jump over. 
What? Make sure. <laughs> Wait a second. That is fucking insane. That's just a bunch of. <laughs> Jesus. They just got Tippet in there with a hard hat with the construction crews. Like I don't know Dick about this, but this is where the hockey players will be. He's he's rubbing his chin. Huh. Mm. This would look great over there. They're like, yeah, it's yeah. There. <laughs> just go in the locker room. What rooms, color just... should we put? That's what they actually. What he was there for. Should... He's actually an interior designer. Oh, exactly. yeah. He was the highest paid interior designer in Seattle. The Seattle interior designer. And now he's gonna go be a coach. I don't know. I don't know what's worse, him or Kruger, that got hired in Buffalo after being a soccer GM. <laughs> Definitely Kruger. Definitely, yeah. I don't know if we want to revisit that wound. No, no, the, it's the poor it's, guys really fucking in for it. That's a nightmare. Yeah, but you know, it, along those lines of building the arena, though, um, yeah. the important news did come out. They did send. Uh, what was it NHL Seattle did send out a. Quick, I mean, this looks more like a happy hour menu, but probably, probably like a cocktail bar menu. Yeah, they because I mean it's all straight munchies on. I here. guess I could probably I'll tweet that out right now so people know what the fuck we're talking about when I but, throw this up. Yeah, and I mean the great thing about it is everything except for I think the strawberry salad has like a hockey related name. Oh my god! Unless there's like a stra- like. Have I been out of competitive hockey for long enough that like strawberry salad is like, oh you got it you got, Chara had a strawberry salad in game four because he got fucking smoked in the face with blood. Like maybe that's what it is. I mean I just I think like I think the next one's goaltenders. Like this is like the first yeah. year that like arena food has been like a really big thing in hockey news. Like I don't know why that is. Boredom, dude. I guess. I don't know. Um, by the way, so as I was as I was putting that uh, as I was putting that photo from NHL to Seattle, the menu on our Instagram, uh, Sportsnet just reported that Eric Carlson is hoping for competitive offers from the Ottawa Senators and Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, that's, I saw that earlier. Oh my Jesus. god! You're like, what are you? You gonna go back? He's gonna go back. Shit, what are you doing? I just go, I can't. go make a name for this. I don't know what he's. Why doing. would you possibly want to go back? I. He's just like, yeah, I, I miss being the best player on a shitty team. <laughs> I'm so sick of making it to the Western Conference. <laughs> like, let's let. Hey, Mister Agent, Mister Fucking Buckenheimer. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Let's go back to Ottawa. <laughs> oh, see if they can make me. An I never want to see the Stanley Cup. Make me an attractive offer, and then and then their batshit owner, what's his Melnick or whatever, he let he's like he's, he like offers him a contract in like an imaginary money. Like we'll give you fifty thousand rupees, and he's like, I don't I don't know what that is. Christ's sake! I, he's like, I, I got I, cryptocurrency. I'll pay you in cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have pokey coins? Do you do you, do you take gold dust? <laughs> He's just writing them IOUs up there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Good for him though. You know he never wants to be anything good. I I swear, like like and the and the second one's not much better. Montreal. 
Like, what? Well, how the is the only thing I like about Montreal? They still have Price. He would play with Weber, and all Montreal needs. Montreal needs to get some goal scoring. You know, yeah, and, I guess. I mean, I don't hate Montreal as much. Um, I would not go back to Ottawa. I, Mark Stone's out of there. Like, what do you? There's Duke no. Shane's out of there. There's like, no reason. There's absolutely no reason. Like, what? What is he just going to pass to Keith Kachuk and Anthony Duclair? It's not even Keith. <laughs> if it was Keith or Kachuk, Keith, yeah, so, yeah, sorry. Because that would be the sideshow of the year. That would be interesting. But um, no, he's. It's like he wants to go back, and he's aging. Like he's not. Like he's what thirty one. Yeah. Well, and that was a lot of it. Was like. Um, you know, when they were originally starting to talk about that stuff, right after right after sharks were out, yeah, um, that, that was the whole thing. Is they were like, God, he's just he's injured every other day, you know, like, and he's getting up there in age where injuries are going to start adding up on you. And um, so I think, yeah, I, I I don't know what I don't know what he's doing unless he's got like a favorite mistress up there or something. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe you know, he, does he realize Mike Hoffman's girlfriend isn't up there anymore? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> Can Carlson read? I don't, even know. I don't fucking know. It's no, apparently not a contract because yeah, I don't. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Rupees? Is, is Canadian money? Is that That's rupees? Great. Is that is that is that is fake money right there? God damn it! Yeah, he's like a. Uh, it's like on a barter system up there. Like like he's like I'll give you fifteen <laughs> raccoon pelts. Sold. So, that's fucking. That's a sweet deal. That's a sweet deal right there. Uh, I'll give you one Dusty Bender podcast hat if you don't go back to Ottawa. <laughs> like literally anywhere else, I swear. I, anywhere. Like I, I, I mean, maybe it's just like he's homesick or something. But Christ, on like the only thing, if I'm if I'm somebody that's gonna float an offer to Carlson, like money might not be an issue. Like I don't mind paying him. Like he's a good defenseman, but term. Like he's what team would sign him for more than three years? There's no way that you can sign him for five. Any anything higher than three, and you're taking a huge risk on the guy. So yeah, and and I I think yeah, because it's going to hit your books pretty good, and that's that's what worries me a little bit about both those teams. Um, the thing the thing that kind of makes sense though is. Shabbat, so like going back to Ottawa, yeah. Shabbat, they, they, you know, he's still on entry level, um, you know, to where they still feel good about that kid. And so, I mean, you know, I don't know if they would just structure it, obviously, to where like his first four or five years he was paid pretty good. And then, you know, when, when clearly he's, you know, older dirt out there skating around and Shabbat's needing his new contract and it's good to go. Right. Um, I mean, they could make something work, but he's going to want to be paid more than just about anybody. Yeah. So, and that's tough. I, it'd be tough for me to swallow. But, um, yeah, Tippett and Edmonton, so he's still screwed. Yeah, it's, it's more people oh, screwed on def. I mean, honestly, like, like for, our, for our Canadian listeners out there, not to be bleak, but there's just not a lot of hope up there right now. Like, Vancouver is... Uh, okay, there's hope in Vancouver. It's not going to be there. I think Calgary. You think so? You got you to gotta look at Calgary's season and go, okay, may, you know, maybe maybe we did need one or two more pieces. There is something. feel pretty good. There's something you there. Know, I, that's probably the only team that I really feel that great about up there. Everyone else, and it's sad to say that with Edmonton. Edmonton shouldn't be in rebuild with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl, but... 
they, then then Holland needs to do some fucking work up there, and I hope he's not afraid to start spending some cash. Well, you know he's I mean? got I, right. He's got to be well, and God, it's one of the richest markets. I'm assuming in the Canadian. Like, obviously, no one comes close to Toronto, but you've got to be able to spend. Like, I would just, I would get the okay and buy out Luke. King. I wouldn't if it cost me half a million, half a billion dollars. Just buy him out. You, yeah, I'd be curious to see what the buyout terms are. You know, because his is only his is what like a se- six or seven million a year, or whatever the hell. This is. Some sub ridiculous fucking amount of money for him to be on the ice for five minutes. Yeah, but I mean, his buyout is probably only like one point five. You know, do you eat that? I, you know, and then you can still get a player in there for you know you could get two decent players in there for fucking. You got to two and a half each. You, you got know? to. There was when Ken Holland came in. There was a very early rumor. I don't think there was any credence to it. The uh, uh, <sighs> Nugent Hopkins for. Um, uh, Mantha, Anthony Mantha, mm. uh, obviously with the Detroit connection. I don't think that had any credence, but if it, I mean, if it did, kind of is like the mindset there where they kind of just want, like, Nugent Hopkins is more small, fast, whereas Mantha is like that power forward. Right. Um, just a little more grit. Sure. And, well, but I mean, not so much, not like Milan Lukic grit, but like, right. you know. Finesse grit. Sure. Um, I don't know. You've got you've got a lot of rebuild there. Cal- yeah, so you're right. Maybe Calgary that there is something to build on. Bill Peters did a good job. Um, Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver is definitely on the upscale upswing of a rebuild. Like it's not. They're right. they're still in a rebuild, but it's 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 trending up. You know what I mean? Right. They can they can build yeah, a team around uh, P- Peters Pedersen and Besser. And they got Quinn Hughes came in and played pretty damn good. Yeah. That's that's that he he, uh, he definitely won't be back at Michigan next year. He just wanted one year to go party. You know what I mean? Sure. Yep. Absolutely. And, and he, he's he's going to help. I mean, they're yeah. I, I think I think they're feeling pretty good. Yeah, they are. Um, so future's bright for them. Probably not next year, but but they'll they're they're on the up and yeah, up. Two three years. Um, yeah, two three years. Winnipeg. Christ, Winnipeg is. I think that the rumor surfaced that Line A wants out of there. Jesus, I know thirty other teams that would take them. I, yeah, thirty-one when Seattle comes in. Thirty-one, we'll take with Seattle. Um, him and his damn, stupid fucking what? neck beard. The neared dude, you don't like the neared? That's his fucking neck beard. It it, it annoys me. <laughs> you have bad dreams about it, dude. It keeps me up at night. I don't. Yeah. I can't even go to sleep to have dreams about it because it keeps me up. Mm. It's like. Dude, shave your fucking neck. Yeah, we'll uh, we can bash on him later. Okay. In the summer. Yeah, let's 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 move on. Uh, we've got we've got some playoffs to to catch up on, don't we? Oh, it's been so good. I don't think we've even I don't I don't think we've done a podcast since the finals started. No, because there was that long gap in between the 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 last round and this round. Mm-hmm. So um, no, we, we we gave our predictions, but uh, we haven't had any analysis. So let's. Let's let's quickly jump our way back up to, to where we are now uh, as we record on uh, what is this Tuesday June fourth. Mm-hmm. So um, yep. we've got we've got two days we got two days until so n- next game's not until Thursday uh, for game five. Series is tied two two. Game one. Uh, what do we? So I think the theme so far of this series is whoever has won the game 
it hasn't been close. The team, the team that has won the game, has dominated the game. Would you, would right. you, would you agree with that? I would. Um, I think the only pushback you would get is like, uh, you know, you go look at like game one, right? It's only four two, uh, but Boston was the, clearly the better team, you know. But that's only a two goal win, sure. Right? I'm sure that I think they had an empty net, sure. Uh, that next one, OT, but yeah, game two. I think St. Louis they dominated. St. Louis dominated. Them. Um, game three, yeah. So I mean, I, you know, score wise, probably not. But you watch game the games, three, obviously. But you watch the games, and it's yeah, it's whoever is juiced up that night is is gonna take it. Which that's great fucking hockey, dude. Love it. That's that's what this is all about. Love it. You know. Um. um so game yeah. one, game one was that first period. I, I going back. I, I don't know how I know. I, I don't know how I remember all of this because you know most of the series, like kind of the, bl- the games, blend together. Maybe it's because there's just one series now. But I remember watching Game One, and I watched the first period of Game One, and I was just like, "Wow, the Bruins have a lot of rust." Yeah. And the the Blues yeah. came out to that two zero lead, and I was like, "Wow, the blue the Bruins have a lot of rust. Like they're not going to be able to do this." And then just on a dime they remembered that they're the fucking boston bruins and absolutely stomped them i mean they made they made it look it was kind of similar to what they did to carolina in that first game against them like carolina came out pretty strong for like a period even two periods and then boston's like oh yeah we forgot that we're like a thousand times better than you right and then just absolutely crushed them and that's what it looked like in game one Whereas, like, Boston, you know, Boston need to get their footing back, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we're the Boston Bruins, you're the St. Louis Blues, like, we're going to absolutely destroy you. And, I mean, scoring four unanswered goals is not a small task in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Game one, I mean, St. Louis, the second that they got, and, I mean, they they did look good in the first period. I'm with you. I think they showed that Boston had some rust, but... um, yeah, they just Boston. Here's the thing with Boston, and I think it does come back to Cassidy because I do think he is a pretty damn good coach. Because he, you know, he's seeing that everybody's a little bit flat. Well, he's he's playing his fucking spark plug lines. Like he's not going to his one and two and just saying go out there and get a goal. He's going, and, and that's what it takes to win in the playoffs. Is he's got to go to his th- third and fourth. Um, you know, and he does. He goes to those spark plug lines and. They just they they undusted the rest real quick, you know, probably five minutes into the second, and then it was just it was just all them. Yeah, I mean, yep. Blues were like, "Holy fuck, what the hell? Like, who is this monster of a team that we're playing?" Um, that I mean, it was a good game. It was it, it you know after after the first period, you felt okay about the Blues, um, you know, but then second and third, it was just like, "Oh shit, is Boston gonna run away? Like, is Boston gonna sweep the Blues now too?" Right. It, there was that. There was that feeling because, yeah. like we said, every game that has been won, it's not like a oh man, th- this could have been neck and neck, right? Like even even like you mentioned that even that second game. So I guess we can move to that. Even that second game that the Blues won in overtime. Like there was, right. it wasn't a question of if. It was almost like a question of when they were going to win the game. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like they had controlled the play. They were throwing bodies. It was physical. It's just, I mean, they, they felt, it. there was just a sense that they were going to win that hockey game, even even when it went to OT. Yeah. And I feel like, so that was the game, that was the Sunquist hit game, right? 
Yes, because Sunquist missed game three. Was suspended for game three. Okay, so I I made a point about this on Twitter, and I, I hate the, those words left my mouth, but I did. Um, Tweet. Yeah. You tweeted. Tweeted. I tweeted. Um, I made this point that this hockey hit, like when people watch the replay, I think it's the hockey equivalent of when that you see that meme that pops up that's like, what color is this dress? And people like argue, like literally are like they're looking. Everybody's looking at the same fucking picture, but they argue if it's like blue or green or pink or whatever. <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about, but I can imagine in 2019 that is. You don't know what I'm talking about? Okay, so when you're when you when you get a second Google Google, it's like there, there's like a there's like a dress and there's like a pair of shoes, and it's like what color is this dress? And like it was a huge online fight for a long time. People couldn't understand like what. Like, it's a blue fucking dress. And there's like, no, it's a pink fucking dress. And like, but they're staring at the same fucking picture. And people are seeing the same thing in two different colors. There's, there's a Wikipedia page for it. There you go. Yeah, what see? What the fuck, dude? So, I'm not lying. It's, so, people see this. So, this is my equivalent. This hit, this replay is my equivalent of that. Like, people are watching it. And... I'm sorry, like, there were some people that are like, this is the most egregious hit that's happened in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I'm like, what? Are we watching the same fucking play? Like, I don't understand what you're talking... Like, how could you possibly... It's not even... It's not even remotely close to the worst hit. Like, it was an accidental fall, essentially. Sunquist is going in to finish his... a, A very routine check... Like any any defenseman who goes into the backboards, who's gathering a puck, you you know you're gonna get hit. You know it now, especially in today's NHL. The guy doing the hitting, you know that you're supposed to finish your check so your coach is happy. But you're not you you can't kill the guy anymore. This isn't like 1999 where you know you were scared to go into the corner because the 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 four checking offenseman was just gonna push you into the fucking stands. It's not that anymore, but Sunquist is going in for a very routine body check. And it wasn't hard. It was it was a it was a body check. And what made it bad was that Grizzlick literally literally before Sunquist was even a, a stride away from him, Grizzlick goes like his skates get caught in like the the groove between the boards and the ice, and he goes horizontal with his skates and he's already going down. He changes the direction when Sunquist is almost to him, and it's incidental head contact. Like, it's not hard. They both bounce off the boards. It's just, like, I, I understand there's an injury on the play, but you can't automatic Just because there's an injury on the play doesn't mean that anything was bad. Like, obviously, Sunquist was not intent to injure. In fact, he's been the victim of that. He was the, he was the guy that just got absolutely murdered by Tom Wilson in the preseason. Uh-huh. So... I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what we're... T- I, I had a conversation with a couple of Bruins fans online, and we're just... We're, or not... I guess they weren't even Bruins fans, I'm assuming, but it, we're just... Some people are just like, this is all clearly head contact and, and vicious and, and uh, just a horrible, horrible hit. And I'm like, I don't... I don't know what we're talking about. I, I don't even know if we're watching the same fucking play. Yeah, and, and it just... It makes me question... You know where you know who's making these decisions, right? Because I thought that they were old players, um, and old and and you know, talking to people outside about this hit, right? The consensus that I was coming to was people who have laced up the skates, played hockey at a reasonable level, 
are looking at this hit and going, there is literally nothing that Sunquist can do. It's an unfortunate hit, and that's the way it played out. Right. The people who are on the other side have never laced him up, or laced him up, you know, late in life when they don't fucking, you know, it's beer league. That's going to look like shit. Yep. It's going to look like it's a uh, fucking tough hit because, you know, they've never gone half that speed in their entire fucking life. Right. Um, You know, and, and yes, you're right. And I, you know, this is something that you and I talked about, texted back and forth on quite a bit. Um, This is such a joke. I can't even, like, comparatively to some of the other one-game suspensions, this is just a fucking nightmare. It's awful. NHL has, they have no control over what they're doing suspension game-wise. I think, you know, I think someone in Boston wrote them a... Uh, a, a harshly worded letter, and they they were like, "Well, fuck, you know, they're from Boston, so they probably know." Um, and then just you know, we're like, "Okay, you know, the, we gotta appease the the the, the, the masses." Sure, um, sure. Just it's it's bullshit. I mean, he he moves the puck right when Sunquist is already below the fucking like the line for me, especially behind the net, is the goal line. Right. right? If you are behind the goal line and you're going that speed. It's yep. just there, there's no way. I mean, let's be completely honest with you. There's no way he's gonna go. Oh shit! You know, point three seconds ago he turned his back when he shouldn't have and f- started to fall. And I fucking right. I can. There was know, no time for him to react. No way. There was no time for him to react. He was going in for a very standard hit. It's not his fault that Grizzly. Now, okay, I, I'll even try to meet it people halfway. Bad. It yeah. hurts. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. Him going to the hospital, that shit hurts. I wouldn't want to be Grizzly, but fuck. That is pussy no. fucking Sunquist should have played game three. It's just crap to me. Like, uh, I, will, I will grant, like, a penalty in the ice because of the incidental yep. head contact? Sure. Yep. Sure. But a suspension? Like, there's no intent. And th- nope. what I compare it to, I've got two, two incidents to compare it to. One was very recent, the Charlie Coyle hit on... Uh, I think it was Anderson in the Columbus series. Hmm. Was it was it Coyle on Anderson, the one where he got suspended? Uh, I don't know which one you're talking about. That Coyle got suspended for. Yeah. Hmm. He got he he. There was head contact on. Uh, I think it was Coyle on Anderson. Coyle hit on head contact suspension. Oh, it was McAvoy. Sorry, Charlie. Charlie McAvoy suspended one game for hit on Josh Henderson. Oh yes, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, okay, so that one, it like, and that also got a one game suspension. So essentially, what you're telling me is these two hits are the same. In I mean, punishment wise, these two hits are exactly the same because the NHL gave both one one game suspensions. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I just don't see that though. Does that, make, does that make my point? Like, they're not the same. Like, this hit from McAvoy and this hit from Sunquist are are two totally different types of hits. One, uh, one you can you could make the argument that McAvoy's trying to fucking take Anderson's head off. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's obvious intent in this hit. Well, at least implied intent. Whereas Sunquist, uh, look, every fucking four-checking winger that has ever played hockey, you, me, anyone else... When you're the first man in, and that defenseman's picking up the dumped puck, you're finishing your hit. Yeah, like that's what you you don't try to put him through the wall, but you finish your hit. You let you make you put that seed of doubt into his head that he doesn't want to do that, so he makes a mistake or he throws the puck without thinking. 
because right. he knows he's going to get hit. Like you always, that is hockey 101. It is not Sunquist's fault that there was head contact. That, that if 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 Grizzly kept his balance and stood up straight, that would have been a standard hockey play. They both would have rebounded out out of the out of the bouncy boards, and play would have continued. Yep. But because Grizzly uh, lost his footing, the hit the hit went bad. Yeah, and it, it's all about intent. So I mean, in. For the suspension, it is. Two, right. For, for penalty, for pen, for on ice penalties, if you do it, you do it. Like sometimes, yeah, uh, hockey players trip other people all the time on accident. They didn't mean to do it. Yep. Well, and that's that's so bang bang, and that and and the fact that the refs gave him a two minute, they knew it was you know they they knew the guy got hurt right. Yeah. So their initial reaction is, I mean, it did look pretty bad at full speed. That's probably a penalty. Right. right? So, you know, that to me is just saying like. At full speed, they're saying like there's there's not much he can do, but he's hitting you know head contact, right? Is he he definitely we got to call something, right? Yep. Um, you know, and and yeah, I just and you know this this really has been. I like a chippy series, and I like that kind of stuff, but I don't think you know I don't think this has gotten to that point even. No. Um, and, no. And what really told me that that you know that Boston even uh, I know Bacchus made his comments. Bacchus is a old dirty fuck he doesn't oh Bacchus needs to shut his fucking mouth like um yeah I mean I I know Bacchus had his fucking comments on it but you know Bacchus probably didn't even fucking he probably wasn't watching the game no um (laughs) Bacchus is getting I mean uh, yeah I know that fucking third line or whatever he's on is doing okay but sorry that's been a good line for them actually yeah it's it's Um, not been bad but um yeah I just I shouldn't have been a suspension I mean that's really all I can say the the only solace I can take from it is it's not the only solace I can take from it is not if like if that if that wasn't Grizzly if that was like if that was Evander Kane or Joe Pavalski or something then like Sunquist would have been sentenced to death. Yeah, and if it was a guy like Corey Perry, he would have he wouldn't even have gotten a two minute penalty. Right, right. Okay, no. Well, I was skated up, give him a. I was saying if it was the Sharks, like Pete DeBoer, Pete yeah. DeBoer, would be like, oh, that's a that's a five minute game misconduct and a fucking uh, and fifty lashes. It's just, you know, if I repeat the bore, I've just, I mean, that was total crap, and he's going to see Mike Haley next shit on the first line. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that guy's name Dude. is. Dude. Is it even Haley? Nobody even knows. I'm so I'm so happy. Uh, I, I know this is totally off, but I'm so happy the Sharks aren't fucking there. I'm dude. so happy. And and I, an announcer said it last game, he said it in game four, the Blues' big body game catches up to people. It does. I mean, you know, we're, we're looking at a league where we're all, you know, all about speed. Well, they got some big boys that have some speed. So... And that's scary. That's a scary combination. And in, and I think in my original... I can't remember my original pick from our our last episode. I think I said St. Louis and six. I could be wrong. Um, but I, I do think I made the point that while... I, I thought the... I thought the, uh, the cold... You know, you know, going in cold factor would have lasted a little harder for the Bruins. I thought St. Louis was going to take game one. But where I am right is that the fatigue factor is really coming into play for Boston. Like, it's it's one of these things where I just, I don't know. It's over and over. Like, they just, they're, St. Louis is relentless with this, with this, you know, this shut them down physical style hockey. And I just don't. I mean, it's apparent. I, I mean, 
one of the biggest Boston fans in the world, I was just following him, and he is absolutely livid with Brad Marchand because he's not doing anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I really do think so. I mean, but you look at Game 3, and you yeah, look right. at most of Game 1. It's just like, you know, this Boston team is not, you know, this this is a damn good team still. I and if, I, I mean, even with the big bodies coming from St. Louis, I mean, yep. you know, Boston doesn't take no shit either. So um, how it's yeah. how it's been is Boston is a better special teams team. Like like when True. when the stars have when their stars have free reign, it's I, I mean, Bo- they, St. Louis does not have the star power to compete. But yeah. as a as a whole as a team, I think you know, like how long. And that's the thing. I think Boston. I know. I realize the series is tied two two, and yes, getting into game three, Boston absolutely dominated. That was a horrible. I mean, Binger played. Couldn't even watch it. Binger. It was, it was hard to watch. Oh, I turned it off after the second period because it was just like they weren't. They just stopped playing. Um, I had. I was at a family gathering. I had nothing better to do but drink beer and watch it. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just did. You know, Binger. Binger played his his arguably his worst game in the NHL. Oh. He shit up Rick. this year. I mean, it was bad. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember a tweet. It was a St. Louis fan. They said Jake Allen is now in. God help us all. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! It's a picture of uh, not another day. What's that? What's that fucking end of the world movie where it's snowing in New York? Yes. Go yeah, I know what you're talking through. about. Yeah. It's day ju- after tomorrow. That's what it is. Susan's just sitting in the back. She's like, "All right, Jakey, time to shine." Jesus. This is it, buddy. This is it. We've 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 waited for this moment all playoffs. Christ, Christ's sake! Uh, you know, it, pretty impressive that uh, Bennington had played every game up to that point. You know what's going to upset me greatly is that when Saint, if and when St. Louis wins the cup, Allen's actually going to get his name on that fucking thing. <laughs> when he was literally responsible for them being last place in the league, and that like had nothing to do with their rebound, like literally nothing. So. Here's my thing: is he really became the team cheerleader, and you're underestimating that. <laughs> is that because is that what his mom his mom's like? Reason. All right, we're moving into a support role here, Jakey. <laughs> Jake, we, you know you just shake this off. You, you can go one of two directions with this here with your attitude, Jake. <laughs> and I'm glad he went with option two because she's, it really turned the St. Louis She's like she's like working with she's like working with Biddington on like his angles and whatnot. And it, Jake, his, his her own son, comes up. She's like, "Hey, mom, can I can I join in on the practice?" No, no, no. You don't need this. This isn't for you. Go, <laughs> this go is for starting. Go, <laughs> go, go into my purse, and I've got some magic markers, and there's some uh, there's some uh, whiteboard in my truck. I need you to make some signs. <laughs> some signs for the game for say go Bennington or you know really Yay, inspirational Jordan. stuff. I, you go play with those tennis balls now, Jake. I, there was, Throw them against the wall for the next two hours. Did you see, I think it was game three. Did you see that replay where the uh, the puck got cleared into the Blues bench and Allen just like kind of picked it out of thin air? It was bare hand? No, with it, he was wearing his glove, but he he mm. he gloved the puck, and I was <laughs> I was I, I said immediately as soon as I said that I saw that I was like that was Jake Allen's first save of the NHL playoffs. <laughs> what a beauty at that. What a beauty. <laughs> uh, he is I mean, one for yeah. one in these playoffs. God. 
But yeah, you're right. Because then, yeah, in game four, St. Louis just, they dominated. I mean, really, realistically, Boston probably shouldn't even have had two goals. No. Um, it wasn't even that close of a game for me, for them to, you know, to for it really to come down to the and I period, And I think that's the weirdest thing. That close. I think that's the weirdest thing about this. Like, how do you go from dominating the same exact team 7-2 to two the night before and then, like, literally not showing? Like, they, no, the score was 4-2. to two. Yes, it's clear. But the Blues don't play that kind of hockey. The Blues don't. The Blues have never been that, like, Toronto Maple Leaf-style team where they just they score seven goals and don't care if they get four scored against them. Right. You know, they've, they've never played that hockey. They, 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 they score two to three goals early, and then they will literally suffocate you on a one-goal lead. Yep. They'll just hold it. And they'll, w- yeah. they'll wait for you to pull your goalie, and then apparently they'll ice the puck nine times until they get it. So... Yeah, I mean, other notes on the four t- on game four. Yeah, Tuka Rask is an absolute fucking wall. He is. He is in a whole other league right it, now. They are the the two losses they've had are not in in any way because oh, of him. God no, no. I mean, he's he's the only reason that you know that. I mean, I mean, granted, their other two games the offense showed up, right? Yep. Uh, but I mean, he's you know he let two early ones in in game one, and then just stood on his fucking head, you know. He didn't need to be that great, obviously. Bruins took over, but he's just so solid back there. Um, and and on the other side of the puck, O'Reilly, man, they needed him. There's a reason that they brought that guy in. He's a great two-way center. Yep. Um, he played huge in Game 4. I mean, he was all over the ice. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where Game 5 goes. I I don't like that Chara's out. Yep. I want this series to continue to be... Just announced today. Yeah, broken, I, I mean, broken jaw. Broken jaw. Fuck. And it's just, it's just one of those unlucky hockey plays. I wonder who's gonna. Rep- I don't know. I don't know Bruins depth that much. I wonder who's gonna replace him. I saw a thing on it today. It's not anybody. That's any anything. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it just sucks. Cause I, I, mean, I mean, you know, if if St. Louis goes on to win it, yeah, you know that they're. they're I, I just hear everybody right now. Oh, they didn't have Chara. Well, see, I don't like that. Like, I'm not. I, I'm not a Chara hater. I'm like, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, he's a fucking you know lumberjack on the ice that doesn't do anything. I'm not. I'm not one of those because there are a lot of Boston fans that don't even like Chara. I, yeah. I'm not one of those. He he's definitely. He definitely serves a role because of, because of his unique height and stretch and you know everything like that. He definitely is a presence on the ice, but. You know, you listen to NBC announcers that are like, "Oh, you know, this. How, how is this blue line going to survive?" I don't think he's that important. Like he's he's yeah, not I mean, he, he's not like um, uh, what's a good example of? Well, I mean, Eric Carlson, I guess. Yeah. You know, he's not an Eric Carlson where Carlson goes down and that blue line goes to shit. It's I, I think you know you've got enough depth there to where you've got you could do something. Um, yeah, McAvoy. So McAvoy for me. I think McAvoy's that leader. He's that. He's that anchor on that blue line, in my opinion. He's got to be, and he played like dog shit yep. in Game Four. Yep. So I mean, you know, if he can step up to that level that everybody knows he can play at, yep. I don't think Dawson is too. They still got Krug, and I mean Krug's. I think Krug's got the most from a, a Boston, most points from a Boston defenseman in the playoffs. So I, I think ever. I think is what I read. That's pretty um, good. It's pretty good. I can fact check myself there tomorrow night or something. Right. Um, <laughs> but you know, so they, they 
since I'm not going to do it now. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, they, they, they still should be good. I mean, yes, you lose a little bit of depth. You lose the experience. That's, that's what they're losing most with Char. Is sure. He's got a cup. You know, he's been through the playoffs. I mean, you know, you're losing that experience. Um, but I think Boston's still fine. And I, but I, I also think St. Louis, if they want to... Well, they're definitely they not out of it. The Sharks. Yeah, they're definitely not out of it by any means. They're not out of it. They're not out of it. And, and you know, the second that the Marshawn, you know, Marshawn kind of figures it out again and catches fire, Pasternak started to really come come to in game four. Um, I saw him on the ice quite a bit. That's encouraging <clears> for them. Uh, but, you know, it, it, the, the, their big three start putting goals in the back of the net. They're, they're not out of it. Right. You know? No, I, I, it's, yeah. If, if that top three, because that top three is better than St. Louis's top three. And if they yeah. can if they can find a way to do that, that's good. And that's why that's why special teams like I mean, if there's a penalty on the ice, doesn't matter on what team, St. Louis starts sweating. They're like, oh fuck, can we just go back to five on five, please? Yeah. Like that, we'll decline the penalty. We'll decline the penalty. Like we're obviously better at five on five than than playing five on four with a man advantage because they're good at they're good at getting behind us. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh... Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I don't. I, Boston still, you know, they can easily win this just as much as St. Louis. Sure, you know, sure. I mean, it's out. it's I'm best not of worried about it's it. It's a best of three, man. It's. I mean, yeah, this is gonna exactly. be. This is gonna be good. Oh, um, I'm excited. Good shit. This is exactly what we want. Yep. man. This is. This is. It's a good series. In a it's a good. It's a great series. All right. Um, I think we should wrap it up, eh? Let's do it. All right. Um, as always, everybody, please like, comment, share all of our stuff. Uh, check out our website Buzz on Buzzsprout. Um, that's where you can download or listen to us on there. But we're also on iTunes and Spotify and all all your favorite podcatchers. Check us out on there. And if you are interested in one of our hats, we'll have photos up here probably right after, sometime after we we upload the episode. Um, if you're interested, please just message us. We'll we'll get an order in and we'll we'll ship it right out to you. Um, Wells, got anything else? Uh. Yeah, news. So we, we touched on a little bit of news. Yes. Uh, but yes. coming up this weekend, so we knew it was going to be a short uh, short break in between podcasts. So uh, we'll, we'll touch on a lot more news than we did this week. Talk about uh, the we talk about Carlson rumors. Talk about Hayes getting traded. Castle uh, rumors. Yeah, the coaching changes. Yep. Um, all that fucked shit. situation that the Maple Leafs are in. Ugh. The great situation. That's literally like, if I'm a GM, I want to be in that situation. Dude. I want to be. I want to be on the phone with every GM who needs a fucking defenseman, twenty times a day. Dubis is. That's what you get paid to do, dude. Dubis has got to work out phone. <sighs> All right. I think. I think this is us. Yep. All right. Let's call it. We will see you next week, everybody. See you later. Later's. <laughs>